Welcome to the Maximum Movie Podcast, where we promote eating your fucking cinnamon rolls, bitch. Go eat them, motherfucker. Hello, welcome to the Maximum Movie Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about uh, Last of Us, Episode 7. Um, I think it's titled Left Behind. And this episode covers the Left Behind DLC, which was, um, wasn't was actually in the original game, uh, but like it was a DLC for the OG game. And I, don't, I actually never played Left Behind, the game. I... Uh, I've like watched the cutscene movie and I know I knew the story and all that. I just never actually played the game or the DLC. But I still was familiar with the source material for this one. Not as much so as like the OG Last of Us game itself just cuz I never played it, but um still I was I knew what the story was going to be and um I knew if they were going to change if they were going to change anything, I would be able to recognize it. So uh but I I'm not going to lie guys, I think this episode is probably the most faithful to the game out of all of the episodes that are like it's covering a section from the game i think this episode really is like almost 100 percent accurate to the dlc as far as everything that happens the dialogue the location the music everything it's very similar uh we get a little more in depth though in this episode than the dlc we get to see a little more of like ellie before uh, she went off with Riley, got to see her at Fedra school, and um, you just kind of got to see how her personality was developed a little more, uh, which I thought was nice. I think there's a comic which I never read. I don't really, I'm not familiar with. But there's a comic that came out that was covering Ellie's backstory and was talking about uh, her before uh, the Left Behind DLC. Uh, so I think they took elements from the comic and the DLC and just combined it into one Ellie episode. Uh, and as far as how this episode compares to the rest of the episodes, I would say this is actually my second least favorite behind episode four. Episode four is still my least favorite of the series. And the more I, I watch these other episodes that keep coming out, the more I dislike episode four just because it was so short. And um, I don't know, they spent a lot of time with this Kathleen character and they didn't really do a good job of developing her like episode 5 did. Which just kind of makes me like, what was the point of her in episode 4? We're just wasting more time than we could have had with Ellie and Joel. But whatever. Uh, is what it is. So, yeah. Um, I would say this is my second least favorite. Which is still, still a great episode. I'm not going to lie. I think all the episodes of the season have been good to great. I think the only one that wasn't great was episode 4. This is a still a great episode. It's on the cusp, though. There's a, there, I, I think this is also a problem with the DLC, that there's just not really much that happens. It's just kind of more of Ellie and Riley vibing out as opposed to um, any actual story progression. Especially because we just left off on a huge cliffhanger. This is just like a huge change of pace and kind of just halts the momentum of the story. Which, I, it's like the deal, the DLC, you're technically supposed to play it in between. Um when Joel gets injured and then he plays Ellie in the David section, you're supposed to play it in between those two sections of the first game. And that's how, like, because in the DLC, like, you get to see Ellie, like, taking care of Joel. And they carry that over to the show as well, which I appreciate, which makes it fit more in with the rest of the series. 
but still it also it does hold the momentum because it's an entirely flashback episode uh but yeah i think we'll just get into it uh episode starts out with ellie and trying to take take care of joel in this basement of this house after because last episode we ended with him getting injured so cut open this episode with her trying to find supplies to heal him and joel's like just go on without me i'm done for you gotta keep going which um ellie was you could tell that she was starting to think like maybe should i let him die should i just go on on my own find tommy uh but she that's when we cut to the flashback of her and riley and i think that the overall theme of the story of the episode at least is um not giving up on someone and not just taking the easy way out and uh that theme carries over to ellie taking care of joel so it makes sense so the the story actually thematically fits uh, makes sense with the rest of the series um in that way so but yeah ellie's uh she's she's like conflicted on whether or not she should leave joel and then we uh, we cut to the flashback of her in the boston qz she's like running around with her walkman in the gym she's being bullied by other chicks but like she ellie's like the alpha still she she's able to hold her own um but this is like a military school she's in so there's like only two paths for her to end up in life basically she can be a grunt or an officer and uh that's what she's told and i, I think what uh so yeah, this whole opening with Ellie, uh, she's like basically trapped in this one situation where she like like her life is really defined by being in the military. But then Riley, who was already Ellie's friend, but she disappeared, so Ellie thought she was dead. But Riley reappears to Ellie um, after Ellie gets like rep- reprimanded for beating up a chick. Uh, Riley shows up, and Riley represents to Ellie the other choice or like the option that isn't. Uh, being a grunt or an officer Riley is that third option of being free and um, also not being alone and Ellie I think Riley is Ellie's only friend at this point and also Ellie has a little bit of a crush on Riley so um, she means a lot to her but uh, Ellie or Riley shows up to Ellie's room at night and she's like I'm a firefly now that's why that's where I've been I uh I joined the rebels and Ellie's like, like, what the hell? Why did you join the Fireflies, the terrorists? And Riley's like, there's a whole lot more you don't know, Ellie. Um, you're raised, you've been, we've all been raised in the Fedra ideology, but like, there's more out there than just that. And then Riley's like, you should come with me because this is my last night here. We're gonna, we should go have fun, have the best night of our lives. Uh, because Riley found this cool spot that Ellie should go to. And Ellie at first is like, I don't know. But she's convinced to head out in the night. So it's basically like skipping school. I saw, I think Neil Druckmann might have said this. It's like skipping school in the zombie apocalypse. Um, Which is, that's the vibe of this. Like they're sneaking off to go have fun. And that's really what this episode is. It's just really Ellie and Riley having fun. And it's, it kind of connects back to one of the main themes of the show is that you can still find levity in the worst times. Like the whole episode three the entire episode was that theme of being able to find love in the zombie apocalypse um episode six shows that like civilization can thrive with jackson and that there can still be like good communities out there and uh with this episode we get to see ellie and riley like having fun despite 
everything going on around them. And then also we will get, I know, I mean, I mean, I, I'm like 99% positive. We'll get the scene from the game. That's very iconic. That has to do with a giraffe um, in episode nine. And that, that scene really encompasses the entire theme of finding levity in the worst situations because, well, I'm not going to explain it now, but when we get to that scene, it, it really, I think that will bring it, bring everything full circle as far as that goes. Uh, but yeah, so I guess the Fedra connected power to some of new apartments because people are coming in. So but this, the power also connected to this old abandoned mall that's locked off, but Riley knows that there's no infected in it. So Riley takes Ellie into the mall and yeah, I mean like it's really just, uh, you get to see Ellie experience all these things that we take for granted. And, um, that's another thing the show does really well is like kind of just showing how we really do have everything so good right now. And if everything went to shit, we'd be looking back on like planes or escalators or, uh, any of that. We'd just be like, damn, we had it so good. And we really like put so much care and effort into like the petty shit that doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like Ellie says, like, she's like in the last episode, she says, is this really all anyone had to care about was like boys and movies and shit. Cause now all they have to, they have to worry about actual survival. Now it's life or death. Zombies trying to kill you. Bandits, cannibals. I mean, it's a cruel world. So, um, yeah, this episode like continues out of, showing ellie like she's so excited by this escalator and it's like yeah you know escalators are pretty damn cool i mean like they're moving stairs it's pretty it's like magic honestly if you've never seen it before and you're used to just walking um or like a carousel like they go to a carousel in this an arcade looks like a, a alien world to ellie um all these old stores like old abandoned gaps targets it i think the mall setting as well the fact that they put all these brands that we're familiar with kind of like puts us in this place where like damn we really had everything and then we like in this universe at least they lost it all so it makes the audience kind of like go like wow we should really be appreciating everything we have right now more than we than we are um but yeah uh, this is all straight from the dlc i like i remember the escalator scene from the dlc they go to the carousel um the photo booth where they get these pictures taken that's also like magic to ellie we take that for granted but that's that's straight from the game um carousel arcade is from the game they include mortal Kombat, which is pretty cool i'm not a huge mortal Kombat guy but like i saw a bunch of people talking about how they like completely accurately had the same combos and all that from the og mk2 which is pretty hype i think that's unique um and yeah i mean like ellie ellie finds out that riley is like she's leaving with the fireflies and she's upset about that but they still take this time to um, have fun with each other uh, one last time before they separate. And that's what the episode's all about. Uh, eventually, they, uh, they're they like having all this fun in the arcade. I think that's when we see that there is there is one infected that's like way in like this random ass store on the other side of the mall. There's an infected that like notices them through the tendrils, which is what they set up in episode two, where it's like if you touch one piece of cordyceps uh like two miles away another cordyceps will know that you're there and they will send infected after you so um that's what happens like the infected start to notice that there's people in the mall and i think that's when ellie and riley go to the the dance on top of like this little glass thing and this is also straight from the game where they're dancing and 
Ellie goes in for a kiss, and I think right here she realizes that Riley actually feels the same way towards Ellie that Ellie feels towards her, and uh, they, I think like they both you can tell in their expressions on their face they're both so excited and there's this childlike energy there, um, of like finally finding out oh my crush likes me back it's so it's so awesome, and yeah this is a it was a wholesome scene straight from the game they kiss and I remember that what happened in the game everyone's like holy shit Ellie's a lesbian. That was like a huge shock, but now we're all used to it, especially because of game two, um, which flushes that out a lot more. But yeah, uh, wholesome. And then that's immediately interrupted by a zombie showing up and spazzing out. And uh, this episode, the, in DLC, you get a lot more of a. I think you get, you get a lot more action of like Ellie and Riley escaping from zombies. In this episode, it's legit just one zombie. And. I'm not gonna lie, this, the makeup on the zombies in this episode were low-key not the best. It looked like Vecna from Stranger Things, in a way. Which is not the best. I don't know. Something about them looked pretty cheap. I don't know whether it was, uh... Like, the way they the way they moved or something, or just the overall look of their face. It just looked very, like, theme park-ish. You know what I'm saying? Like, Universal Studios kind of zombies. Um, but, but it's got still the... Same result happens either way. Uh, both of them get bit, just like in the game. And uh, what's different here is that you see Ellie freak the fuck out after she gets bit. Like, she's smashing everything and breaking everything she can find. And Riley, on the other hand, is always, like, just super calm, contrasted to Ellie. She's, just, like, sitting there. She's accepted her fate. And uh, I think... Ellie, she, Ellie goes to sit next to uh, Riley, and this whole dialogue sequence is ripped from the DLC, where Riley's like, we got two options. We can either both kill each other, like, kill ourselves, or we can, you know, lose our minds together and uh, not kill each other. And I think this applies to the theme of just not giving up, not just taking the easy way out, to keep pushing on and keep persevering. Which is a good thing they did, because, I mean, although Riley, Riley passed, um, Ellie, on the other hand, if she killed herself, we would have never gotten the immune. She would have never known that she was immune to the disease, and the whole story wouldn't have happened. So, that theme then applies to Ellie not giving up on Joel, despite the horrible circumstances. She finds, she, she miraculously finds, uh, some supplies in this house, which, in the game, you have to, like, you actually go pretty far. I think you go to actually another abandoned mall in the game like, in present times as Ellie, to find supplies for Joel. But in this, she literally goes upstairs and finds everything she needs. Which is, you know, that's just how shows go. You kind of got to do They don't have enough time to have her go on a quest. Um, but yeah, she finds the supplies, and just like the game, the last thing we see is uh, Joel and Riley embrace. We don't actually see Riley turn, because, I, I mean, that, that kind of would have been in good taste. I think that it's better that they left that not seen. Because we didn't need to see that. Um, and yeah, that's the game doesn't show that either. And it gets cuts back to Joel or Ellie helping Joel. And that's really the end of the episode. Um, it has the same music as the game, the Left Behind theme. Uh, so it, like, as the, as the episode's ending, it, was, it really was one for one from the game. Like the same exact thing that was going on. Uh, but yeah, that, that's really the end of the episode. It wasn't too long or anything. It was, it was decent length, but... Yeah, I was uh, I was impressed. I was impressed again. It, it didn't have as much going on as the other episodes. Didn't really have that emotional weight as some of the other episodes have had. 
but it was still very well done. Um, the actress that played Riley, Storm Reed, awesome. I thought that was perfect casting. That's what I would have, if I was like a fan cast, I, that's probably who I would have cast to play her um, anyway. So perfect job there. Uh, she did great. Um, I am very excited now because now that we're past the Left Behind, we just have the last two episodes, uh, which are going to cover like the last couple sections of the game. So the next episode, we have David and all that. Which, that will be... I, I'm very intrigued to see how accurate to the game they stay. And from the preview, they look pretty... It looks like it's pretty similar. Same setting. Uh, I mean, David's group looks creepy as hell. You got the guy who played... Uh, Troy Baker is playing one of his men, which is... that's I knew he was going to be in the season, so now we know. He's one of David's henchmen. Um, and that'll be awesome. And then you, you even see the... Like in the preview, you see the interrogate a glimpse of the interrogation scene of Joel, um, which I think it would be so meta. I'm I'm because last time I didn't put this on the podcast, but I predicted the way Tommy's character or like Perry, whatever his name was, would die in the show. So I'm gonna predict this now. I'm I am betting that or I'm not betting actual money, but I'm metaphorically betting that Joel Pedro Pascal will kill Troy Baker in the interrogation scene like he will be interrogating troy baker's character and he'll kill him like joel kills the guys in the game that is my prediction there uh but we'll see we'll see how it goes that's gonna be awesome though um and then then yeah then we're in the final episode and i saw a theory this is really interesting because they i know that they're gonna have ashley johnson as ellie's mom and they haven't shown her yet and they don't really wouldn't really make sense for her to be in the next episode but the final episode makes sense I think we're going to, I think my theory, at least I, I've been seeing this is, uh, that El, the reason Ellie's immune is because Ellie's mom was bit while she was pregnant or like right before she was about to give birth, which is why in the letter that she gave to Ellie in the game, at least like she seems very urgent. She knows she's going to die soon and she doesn't die of childbirth because Ellie's already born at that point. Which makes me think that the reason... Yeah, Ellie's immune because her mom was already infected when she gave birth to Ellie. So Ellie was, like, developed with this immunity already. Um, and then Ellie's mom died of the infection after, and Marlene found Ellie as a baby. Took her in, put her in Fedra Military School. And that's how it's explained. They don't go into all that in the game, but I, I'm figuring that they're going to do that here, and it's going to make it a bit more, like... You're not sure who to root for in the last episode. Um, that's going to be really interesting. And the soundtrack came out, and I, I listened to it. It's very good. Basically, use all the same tracks from the same game. There's not anything new, but um, there's one track in the final, like towards the end of the album, called uh, "Vengeance," which I I know exactly where that's going to play in the last episode, and I'm so excited for that scene to happen because that scene, this scene, this particular scene carries a lot of weight and is basically the setup for the second game. So I'm really excited to see this adapted. It's going to be like, it's going to be crazy. Um, Cause I think if they don't get episode nine, right. Then they, the series as a whole fails because the decisions and the things that happen in episode nine are what define the whole game. Like that's, that's how they, that's how it happens in the game. I know they aren't going to change what happens because that would like be like what the fuck you're on acid you wouldn't want to change it. it's like that i think the last of us has like the best ending for a video game ever 
It's up there for the best ending. Um, like they didn't even need to make a sequel after the first game. It ended so well. They did, um, obviously, but like they didn't need to technically. So, uh, yeah, I, I just podcast. I'm only at 20 minutes right now. I just realized, but this episode really, there in episode seven, like I said, uh, it's Ellie and Riley vibing out in the mall. It's not too much to really delve into here. Um, I've, like thematically, like I said, it's the finding glimpses of hope in the worst times that's the theme of this episode um and a major theme of the whole series so yeah uh next episode it's gonna be crazy final episode will be crazy very very excited overall thoughts on the show is still best video game adaptation of all time by far in my opinion and i am so happy with the way it's been done how accurate they've stayed to the game and I'm so glad that they kept the people that were working on the game, brought them over to the show. That, I think, is the reason that the show works for so well. Um, and, yeah, I, I've been hearing that they're going to film Season 2 this year, potentially, which is nuts. That could mean that Season 2 could drop in sometime in late 2024, which would be nuts. Uh, and, yeah, I, I'm just going to say this. If you think season one's crazy so far just wait till season two it's season two is a whole other beast and uh, that'll be really fun to see people's reactions uh to what happens so yeah um kind of you know it's kind of similar to how people are going to react to the end of attack on titan which is coming out soon the first part of the final season's coming out i'll be i think that's coming out tomorrow i'll watch that and i'll try to upload a podcast covering my thoughts on that ASAP. Um, and then the second part of that comes out later this year, but that will be really interesting. Just like season two, last of us, it'll be interesting to see how people react just because it was so controversial when it happened for manga readers, just like how last of us two happened for video game players, just so controversial, the decisions they made. And looking back, I think if you just look at these decisions that like face value, they don't make any sense. But if you look at it in the grand scheme of the whole story for Last of Us and AOT, I think it works. I think, I think these uh, radical decisions they made work. Um, and for Last of Us Part Two, it's really there's like three major things that happened in that game that are like very bold decisions that are like way bolder than anything they did in the first Last of Us game or the first season of the show. These are some bold ass decisions they do in Game Two and with AOT. There's like Oh my, the last, the last episode of AOT or whatever, the big final movie thing they're doing, that's going to be an hour long, comes out later this year. Second part of final season, part three, that's going to have bold decision after bold decision after bold decision. And people are going to be awestruck. So I'm just a bystander. I'm just watching at this point, watching people's reactions. It's like so fun to me. Uh, but yeah, I think that's all I really got to say. This is a shorter uh, podcast, but I mean, yeah, like I said, everything that I need to talk about, I've talked about. So, um, yeah, thank you guys for watching. Uh, I will see y'all on the next one. And don't forget to eat your fucking cinnamon rolls. Have a great rest of your day.